0: the need to belong we just sang, now I belong to Jesus and it's beautiful to think that there is a need to belong it's innate God put it there when he created us it was there and even before women were created men had a need that's interesting right that's interesting before we were ever around ladies God looked at man and said It's not good for man to be alone. How do you like that? I like that. I like that. It doesn't make us the underdog in no sense of the word. It makes us a supreme necessity. Ladies, say amen. Come on. Look alive. That's what the word says. God looked at man and said it's not good for man to be alone. It kind of says something about God's concept, not only his introduction, not only his formulation, but just the thought about marriage. Whether you like it or not, whether you agree with me or not, marriage is God's plan. And if it's not working, it has nothing to do with God we are the ones that mess it up because to the very day of today there is no better plan than God's plan and this is what's so beautiful about the things that God does you're talking about wisdom you're talking about a God that knows his creatures needs It's not good for man to be alone. Oh, we have a lot of our own ideas about this. There's certain setups, there's live-in setups, there's do this, do that, uh, two months, three months, five months, there's try us, try outs, try in, try up, try anything. I mean, this is all going on. Yet when the rubber hits the road, when we come to that which is real We want to belong. It's in conjunction with the word commitment. Commitment is that serious part, that thinking out part Commitment is that part where you measure everything, and you level it out, and you see it, and you, and you, you come to the conclusion that's it, and that's what you want to do, and, and that's what you will put your strength and your energy into doing, so you commit yourself. But there is an inner longing for that commitment. And when there isn't, there's something wrong with us. And what is wrong is that we think alternatives are better and what happens is we go from alternative to alternative until we practically go crazy and I'm so glad for God's Word you gotta belong you gotta belong it's important to belong if anything teaches us something about belonging I'm going to tell you this world this world in which we live Really makes a lot of money big bucks on that spirit and that feeling What are fads all about? What are fads all about? It's a form of identification It's a form of of saying you and I see alike you and I we're doing the same thing And there's nothing wilder than fads any of you lived through the hula hoop fad Okay, all right that was crazy. That was nuts. Somebody made millions of dollars and everybody in the world was happy. Get one of those tubes swinging around you and really up and all the way down and, and it was big. It made the news. Turned out, there were, there were contests. Isn't that ridiculous? Another form of identification that each generation and each age has is their own language. Isn't it the truth? When we were growing up, when I was growing up, I mean, we were the Lindy Hoppers. And we, hey, let me tell you, we were a sharp crowd. You think you're cute today. Should have seen us in our day. We had the dirndl skirts, and we had all the things that went under it, and we danced, and we had a great time. The war spoiled a lot of our fun, but even so, we went on and on and on. There was something so great about being a part of something. Yeah, that's it. We talk, we had our own talk. You know, you don't even know the way we talk. I saw the other day a few posters on a a talk show and they were asking somebody, what does this mean? And it was so cute, they say, well, maybe it's Greek. Lambsy dotes and dozy dotes and a lambsy divy, it's got to be Greek. No, it was one of the songs we used to sing, and we loved it. And I can tell you a million others, and they were cool songs. And boy, we were, today, it's different. Today, you look at a person, no matter who it is, president of the United States, or anybody, yo! A whole new way of talking. I need Damaris to help me on that one. How how does that go, Damaris? No, you know, I don't even understand the language. They're talking to one another, I can't understand. But there's such a good feeling among them. It's identification. They belong and each one understands what the other one is saying. So when it comes to fads, when it comes to language, when it comes to music. Now, be honest. I don't care how dopey this sounds. Okay, you gonna be honest? You gonna be true? Lightning will strike you if you don't, okay? How many here have had the experience that a song, because of what it means to you, brings tears to your eyes? Oh, hallelujah, I got a good crowd going. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And there is many, many a couple sitting in this room right today that you've got your song. If I told you the song that made me fall in love with Joe Cortese, you would die. It's not romantic. Do you remember Joe? Where is he? (laughs) Where is he? (laughs) Which one was it? Yeah, that's the English one. What about the Spanish one? Babalu! <laughs> and every time I hear Babalu, I go crazy. <laughs> one of these days, I'll get him to sing it for you. He does it great togetherness, a need to belong. I don't care what it is. God took a people from Egypt. He called them his very own. It was Egyptians persecuting or coming after Jews. It was his people. And he was taking them out of a land where they'd been for over 450 years, captives. And last of the captivity, slaves. And he took them out. And then God said to them, I'll be with you. I'll never leave you. He said that to them. And listen to what he gave them. The first thing he gave them was a miracle of the crossing of the Red Sea. And they crossed over. And when they got to the other side, the sea closed in on the chariots and on the enemy that were coming behind. And they stood over on the other side and realized God was with them. Then they went on. And the time came for food, and they were not to settle, and they were not to plant, and they were not to be in that land, they were just traveling through. So God opens the heaven and gives them manna from on high. They're my people, they belong to me, I'll take care of them. Belonging is important. And because belonging has got to have a spiritual concept, then God gave them a fabulous tabernacle. And with that tabernacle tabernacle came an experience, unique, exclusive, it has never happened again. He gave them the experience of a cloud by day and the experience of a ball of fire by night. And as they traveled, the cloud moved before them and at night the ball of fire over them. It was God saying, you belong to me. I'm taking you through. You see, God made us. We're his creatures. He has never, ever wanted us to be alone. He wants us to know that we belong to him. This is what he did with Israel. And then when he brought them into that precious land, he assured to us that Messiah would come through them, away oh, before from Abraham on from Genesis 3:16 and the fall of man there comes the promise and now we have Jesus i don't think anybody has taught us the importance of belonging like Jesus that's why he came as a man the scripture says and in the fullness of time god sent his son made of flesh, so that in the flesh he would be victorious and he would be the conqueror, and that through his coming we would be conquerors. That's what Jesus made clear. Jesus said to his disciples, and we're in John 16 at this moment, John 16:31. And look at what John 16, 31 says to us. He's talking to his disciples and he says, do you finally believe this, Jesus asked? But the time is coming, in fact, and it is here, when you'll be scattered, each one returning to his own home, this is just before the crucifixion, leaving me alone, alone, yet I'll not be alone. For my Father is with me. The togetherness of Jesus and his Father is another sweet lesson of belonging. I don't think anything survives alone. I really don't. From the very Godhead. We sense togetherness. We sense belonging. We sense unity. I can't explain it. I'd be a fool to try to talk to you about the Godhead. I'd be a fool to try to explain to you the Trinity. I'd be out of my mind to try to say, I will picture God for you. I will present him to you right now. I can't. My limitation is in their their glorious Revelation of the word of God. And as far as I'm concerned, the picture is very clear here. The need to belong. And Jesus goes on and he says to the disciples, you'll be scattered. Each one returning to his own home. And they were leaving me alone. And they did. Yet I'll not be alone. I'll not be alone. I'll not be alone. Folks, he would not be alone. My father will be with me. I'm going to share this with you. The only lonely moment in Jesus Christ's life was on Calvary, where he became sin for us. At that moment, God moved his face so that Jesus would become the perfect sacrifice. And that sacrifice was consumed and accepted by God. but immediately after, it is finished. Father, in thy hands, I commit my spirit, hallelujah. And listen to this, yet I will not be alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you all this so that you will have peace of heart and mind. Here on earth, oh folks, listen to what Jesus says. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but cheer up, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world, hallelujah. I want to belong to an overcomer. I want to belong to someone that's made it. I want to belong to someone that knows what life is all about. I want to hang on to the best. I want to walk with the highest and the finest. That's the master. And that's why when I speak to young people, that's what I want to tell them. He is the best. Everything else is a joke. I love heroes, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, I love heroes. I love everything that goes with the name game. I love everything that goes with the fight of life. I like everything that, 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 that shows that someone is trying and moving on. I love it. I love it. That's why I want to be there. I want to be there when, when my athletes make it. I want to be there when my musicians make it. I want to be there when my kids get their diplomas, their BAs, their MAs, their PhDs. I want to be there when they walk into the halls of Congress. I want to be there when they take their seat in society in the highest places of this world. I want to be there. But you see, I don't want them to be lonely there. So they must walk with Jesus. They must take him with them wherever they go. Because he is the only real solution to loneliness. You can be surrounded by people and be lonely. You can have the dream of your life, the girl you love most of all. You've loved her, you've kissed her, you've married her, she's yours. Yet there are pangs of loneliness and she sits by your side. There are pangs of loneliness, and she keeps your house and she loves you. What's the matter? Well, there's another part of us that no one can reach, that no one can comfort. That's the spirit. That's the part that only God moves into. And that part of us needs a special comforter, needs a special person there. That's why Jesus said yes. On this earth, you'll have many trials and sorrows, but cheer up, for I have overcome the world. And we're going to be overcomers with him. Oh, I can see it. I can see it. I'm already seeing it. There's a young man sitting over here, Brother Diaz, got up and testified in New Beginnings. He says, I want to thank God, because I'm not what I used to be. And God's taken me through. And I know it's a day-by-day struggle. I know that. I know that. We've got, we've got precious people, our, our very own Benny, I call him mine, uh, my, my, my very own uh, uh, different, different people. They're struggling, they're struggling. But you know something? If they get close to Jesus, they're gonna make it. Yeah, Timmy, our Timmy's gonna make it, our Benny's gonna make it, because there's so many that have. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus, we become overcomers. Let me let me let me let me let me let you in. I get caught in my own tongue. Let me let you in on some of the secrets of overcoming and why we overcome and how we're so sure of overcoming. Chapter 17, verse 13 to 21. And this is in the book of John once again. And listen to what it says in verse 13. And now I'm coming to you. And I have told them many things. This is Jesus praying. He's talking to his father. And he's saying, Father, I'm coming to you. I'm on my way home. It's the last lap of the journey. Calvary will soon be over. Father, I'm on my way home. I've done everything. I've worked it out. It's just a little way to go. And listen to what's on his heart. And listen to what he says. And now I'm coming home to you. I've told them many things while I was with them so that they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your commands and the world hates them because they don't fit in with it, just as I don't. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from Satan's power. They are not part of the world anymore than I am. Make them pure and holy through the teachings of your word. As you, are, as you sent me into the world, I'm sending them into the world. And I, this is Jesus, I consecrate myself to meet their needs for growth and truth and holiness. Oh, that's too much to handle, folks. Jesus is telling his father, I consecrate myself to their growth. I thought consecration was for sinners like us. I thought consecration was for weak people like us. I thought consecration was something we dedicated to God. No, Jesus says, Father, I consecrate myself. I consecrate myself. Everything I have and this whole plan of redemption, everything I am going through and everything I will go through, I am going through to meet their need for holiness, for truth, for growth. Oh, hallelujah. That's why I want to belong to him. He consecrated himself for my growth, for my holiness, for my life. You see, that's why I know you can make it. That's why I know you can walk with God. That's why I know there's availability of power and of strength. He already paid the price, he gave it. He is consecrated to one thing, to you. And that consecration goes on to the place where he is seated on the right hand side of the Father. And there he stays to intercede for you and me. It's not over not until the last one of us is raptured. Isn't that unbelievable, folks? Absolutely unbelievable. And the verse goes on and it says, and I'm not praying for these alone, but also for the future believers, you and me, folks, put your name in there. I'm also praying for Amy, put your name there, who will come to me because of the testimony of these. My prayers for all of them is that they will be one heart and mind, just as you and I are, Father, just as you in me and i am in just as you are in me and i am in you so that they will be in us and the world will believe you have sent them i have given them the glory you gave me the glorious unity of being one as we are i in them and you in me all being perfected into one so that the world will know you sent me and understand that you love them as much as you love me father I want them with me. These you've given me so that they can see my glory, the glory you gave me because you loved me before the worlds began. O oh, righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me, and I've revealed you to them and will keep on revealing you so that the mighty love you have for them for me, may be in them, and I in them." A beauty of belonging. Beauty of belonging, and belonging on what grade? You know, folks, there are some people that will let us into their life, but the peripheral, the surrounding, the outer circle, you never get in the inner circle. It may be a lunch, it may be a supper, it may be a casual gathering. But there is no intimacy, there is no one-on-one. It's just a fenced-in relationship, not with God. He says, Father, the way you and I are, I want them to be with us. That tells you where Jesus takes you. He takes you right into the throne room of God and tells you you're connected. Oh, glory to God, that is not easy. John 14, folks, John 14, and the scripture in John 14, verse 18 says the following, and it is so beautifully said. This is what the master says. No, I will not abandon you or leave you as orphans in the storm. I will come to you. In a little while, I'll be gone from the world, but I will still be present with you, for I will live again, and you will too. When I come back to life again, you'll know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. The one who obeys me is the one who loves me, and because he loves me, my Father will love him, and I too, and I will reveal myself to him. And then Judas, not not the Iscariot, But the other disciple by that name says, Sir, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us disciples and not to the whole wide world? And Jesus replied, Because I will reveal myself only to those who love me and obey me. The Father will love them too. And we will come to them and live with them. Anyone who doesn't obey me doesn't love me. And remember, I'm not making up this answer to your question. It is the answer given by the Father who sent me. I'm telling you these things while I am with you. But when the Father sends the comforter instead of me, and by the comforter I mean the Holy Spirit, he will teach you much as well as remind you of everything I myself have ever told you. Belong to Jesus and listen to this. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. The peace I give you isn't fragile, like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember what I told you. I am going away, but I'll come back to you again. And if you really love me, you'll be very happy for me. For now I can go to the Father who is greater than I am, I have told you these things before they happen, so that when they do, you will believe. I don't have much more time to talk to you, for the evil prince of this world approaches. He has no power over me, but I will freely do what the Father requires of me, so the world will know that I love the Father. Come, let us be going. Hallelujah. My dear people, There is a need to belong, and this is a very sad part, and I will finish my words with this. If belonging humanly is so important, if it's important to have someone to love you, if it's important to have someone laying there in your bed next to you, if it's important to have those children wrap their arms around you, and say, Daddy, I love you, or Mommy, I love you. If that becomes such an important part of life, and it is, it really is, and it's a God-given part of life, but how much more important it must be to have your sense of belonging totally fulfilled, not only by loved ones that surround you, but by a God that says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I will be with you till the end of time. I don't want to leave you. I don't want to forsake you. This is the cry of Jesus. But in order to have his presence, in order to have the truth of who he is and what he is to us, we've got to say, Jesus, I wanna belong to you. I really do. You see, when you belong to Jesus, he's with you. You'll have trials and you'll have tribulations. He doesn't build a fence around you. He doesn't fence you in. He doesn't box you in. He simply covers and hovers over you and watches out for you. It's important to belong. It's important for young people to belong, whether it be their fads, their music, their language, it's important to them. And as we grow older, things become so much more serious. I don't know about you, but I treasure friendship today. I treasure someone that calls up and tells me, how are you? I treasure little notes in the mail. Somebody was thinking about me. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. I treasure the smile my doorman gives me in the morning. I really do, I really do. Because belonging as you get older becomes so important. But then my heart is lifted up to a place that I hardly know when I realize that not only do I have children around me and a family and a church like Crossroads, but I've got the greatest experience of belonging that anyone could ever have. I belong to Jesus, and He belongs to me. Not only for time, but through eternity. And that's the belonging I want you to have. That's the belonging I want you to take home. That's the thrill that's yours, and it costs nothing except the desire, the wanting, the yearning, the longing to belong to Him. You know what He says? If you want to belong to me, come on. If you want to belong to me, I'll accept you. If you want to belong to me, you know what he says? I've been waiting for you. That's what he says. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, I thank you for this morning, a morning written in the annals of eternity, a morning which will never be exactly like any other morning. For each day is uniquely different than the prize for that day so special from above we worship and praise you this morning for being a God that cared enough to count us in and make us your very own thank you Jesus